Getting ready tonight from the Golden One Center for the Kings to tip off the six-game homestand against an OKC team that, uh, you know, just talked to a few people, talking to G-Man a moment ago, uh, and with good reason, and you're one of them, Kyle, people close to the Kings take this uh, Thunder team very seriously. And, and rightfully so. Yeah. Second-best record in the West. You mentioned it, top uh, 10 in offensive and defensive rating, number one in steals. Uh, they turn you over as well. And so, I mean, uh, th this is a good team. They shoot the three. I mean, they're a good team. How about that? This is the second game in a row in which the Kings have faced the team with the top three-point percentage in the league, even though they're facing a different team. Because the Nets had it Monday, right? They yeah, were the, they yeah, did. yeah. And uh, last I checked before the game, the Thunder right now are the top three-point shooting team in the NBA. So that's two that's games crazy. in a row. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, and uh, hands up, right? Hands up, hands up, hands up. Close out, right? You got to yeah. be able to close out. Don't close out uh, short. These guys, yeah. That that's going to be uh, something to keep an eye on tonight. Mm -hmm. Here's a theory about the Kings and why they're having so many problems in certain situations. Uh, oh, yeah, they're 1-9 versus Golden State, Houston, the Clippers, and the Pelicans. Yep. So great record against everybody else. Um, well, just bad matchups. That's the problem with the Kings. They've had bad matchups. We talked about a little bit earlier. Even if that's true, it's not very comforting because if you've got four other teams in your conference that you can't match up with, you're in trouble. Yes. And it may not be true, but if it is true, right. it's not it's not something that would make you feel much better if you're a Kings fan. And, and, but, it, it, yes, you're 100% right because that's four teams that potentially you'll see in the playoffs or be, will be vying for a playoff spot with. With that being said, you look at the other teams you've beaten in the Western Conference. If you're the Kings, you can hang your hat on. You mm -hmm. beat Denver. You beat the Lakers. Lakers. You beat yeah. OKC. You beat Minnesota. Beat the Lakers here and there, and, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, I, I – it goes back to what we've been saying with the inconsistency. It's like, all right, you have trouble with these four teams, yes, but the top of the top, the cream of the crop in the uh, uh, mm -hmm. cream of the crop in the conference, you can handle. And so, who are you, Sacramento? What what what, what team are you? You know, how serious and, and legit should we take the Kings? You should never try to say cream of the crop in the conference when you're on cold medicine. And you Dude, pretty much, tough. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got through it pretty well, but that's a tough one under any circumstances. Uh, dude, I'm, but, <laughs> dude, we got 22 minutes left. Not even that. I see the finish line ahead of me, man. I'm going to get an hour, hour and a half break, and I'll be good to go for the game. Yeah, because you got the play-by-play -play tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I got to rest these vocals, man, these pipes. Yeah. Got to get ready. We very much appreciate you playing hurt today. We appreciate it. Wouldn't know. Wouldn't know that uh, you're not feeling uh, tip top. Let's hope the Kings are back to feeling tip top. And let's hope not to single anybody out, but let's just, as you always say, keep it on or call it as we see it. Let's hope Kevin Herter makes some shots tonight. What has gone on with Kevin Herter? What, what has been up with him as of late? I mean, you know, we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think him and Malik Monk are the litmus test for this team. And Kevin Herter, 10 points over his last three games. Guy's averaging three points a game over his last three uh, was one of four from three, three points against the Clippers. They need him to score the basketball. When he doesn't play well, this team doesn't play well. And so him and Malik, to me, they are the keys for this team because we know what De'Aaron's going to give us for the most part, Domas, even to an extent Keegan Murray. But I think Kevin Herter and Malik Monk take this team from good to a great team. And I don't know what's going on. I, I need to – you know, pay extra special attention to his shot because something's off. This looks like 
how the season started. Remember, he struggled uh, right, to start exactly. the season. Right, yeah. exactly. We thought, okay, woo, got through that. Right. Yeah, and of course, he struggled so much in the postseason. And it looks like, you know, I haven't broken down film, but just paying attention, watching the games, and trying to remember the shots he's getting. He's getting good looks yes. still, right? He, he's getting all his usual the dribble looks. handoff, yep. looks, bonus. and All his same looks. And I don't know if he's rushing it, it's coming off the wrong way or what, but uh, he is struggling right now, 25% from three over his last three games. Uh, he has to hit shots for this team to win. Mm-hmm. What else do you need to see from uh, from the Kings tonight? I would like to see him get out and play with a little bit of pace, especially against a OKC team that doesn't necessarily like to do that. I'd like to see him get out and run and push the yeah. tempo a little bit. OKC a little more deliberate yeah. uh, with their offense. Uh, I definitely want to see that. I, I think you got to obviously uh, defend the three. I think the battle of the three tonight is, is going to be key. Um, you know, OKC shooting 39.1%. They don't take a whole lot of them, no. And, and, and that's 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 why I think the Kings, if you win the battle of the three in terms of that, you know, numbers being made, that's a good sign. Now, if they hit more threes than you, to me, that's, that, that's a disaster, a recipe for disaster because they don't take a whole lot of them and if they're making them mm-hmm. that means they're out shooting you from three you need to, sacramento let's just call it what it is doc Rivers said it's a make miss lead the kings need to make shots to win games and so uh i need a big game from De'Aaron fox i need him and uh you know shea gill just to to cancel each other out do you think De'Aaron is a type that is aware of everything that's being said about shea and that gives him a little extra? oh yeah a hundred percent especially yeah. coming off of a bad right. game against the clippers yeah De'Aaron. you know i don't want to say he reads everything or notices social media or what but he knows who the top guards in the nba are he knows who's his competition for all nba for all-star bid shea gilgis alexander a kentucky wildcat just like De'Aaron Fox. So these two guys very familiar uh, with each other's game. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see De'Aaron come out and have a 37-piece a tonight, mm-hmm. something big like that tonight. When we come right back, I've got some, I think, some good news for Kings fans about this Thunder team. Also, haven't gotten your thoughts yet, Drapes, on whatever it was that went down with Giannis last night. So we <laughs> have to address Giannis in the case of the missing basketball when we come right back and wrap things up here from the Golden One Center, Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. Kings are playing an Oklahoma City team that uh, is off to a great start. The Thunder are, let's see, they're six in offensive rating, six in defensive rating. Uh, they're third in net rating, and they're having a fine season here. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City Thunder... Um, here's the key to their fast start. And they got a good team, don't get me wrong. I love to watch them play, very talented. But one of the things they've done so far is they've gone 10-1 and versus teams with losing records. They're beasting on. Yes, which you have to do. Yeah. Right? Especially if you want to be an overachieving team. No, you beat the team you're supposed to. Yeah, yeah. So they're 10-1 and versus teams with losing records. Only one of their next 10 is against such a team. So that record might be, I don't know, might be a little overinflated. We'll see if the Kings can bring them back down to earth a little bit tonight as they have, what, the last, what, seven times they've played them? Six, seven yeah, times? Yeah, Sacramento, let me pull it up. I got it right here. Sacramento uh, has owned them uh, at, recently. Seven straight against OKC. Uh-huh. Uh, longest active winning streak against any team. So I will say this, OKC 7-3 and three on the road, though. Uh, best road record in the NBA. And so this is one where you got to put your hard hat on. You know, I thought DeMontis Sabonis owned Chet Holmgren 
uh, last time yeah. these two teams played. He did. Uh, Chet, I think, you know, uh, is a, a rookie of the year candidate. Obviously him and uh, Wimbenyama, but what he's doing. Uh, so I expect a better uh, effort from OKC tonight. They're going to remember what happened here a couple of weeks ago. And that was the first in-season tournament game for the Kings, too, if you remember. No mm-hmm, De'Aaron right. Fox, and uh, they, they still were able to get them. And so I, I think this OKC team, man, they are tough, too. Is there a little extra edge to the Kings coming into this game knowing that, all right, we're fighting for a position in the West, and this is a team that – in a way, is trying to do this year what we did last year, and we got to prevent them from doing that. I don't think so. I, you know, I, and I see your logic and I see your point, and, and usually I'd say yes, but I think this team is, is so, you know, confused is the wrong word. They're so trying to figure out who uh, they are. Uh-huh. They're worried more about themselves, let, you know, let uh-huh. alone what's happening outside or who's coming in. Ooh, got to get up for OKC or gotcha. anything like that. I think they got to fix their own house and clean up their own house uh, before they worry about anybody else. And so uh, OKC, uh, Orlando, to me, those are the two teams sort of like Sacramento were a season ago, a young, hungry team. But if I'm a player, if I'm a coach, if I'm a fan, I'm looking at OKC and I'm thinking, man, who's that next team after Denver? And to me, it's a race. And right now, it seems like OKC is ahead of us. Minnesota's ahead of us. And so if I'm Monty McNair, I'm like, hey, I'm not trying to compete against the Denvers, the Lakers. Of, I'm competing against these guys, OKC's, the Minnesota's, the younger teams out there. Now, can you help us at all uh, understand the etiquette involved in a situation like whatever happened last night uh, between – uh, Indiana and the Bucks, and Giannis exchanged heated words with members of the Indiana staff, and he raced towards the Pacers' locker room last night. Uh, both teams, there was some sort of no no punches were thrown, but there was some sort of confrontation in the hallway in a dispute over the game ball following Giannis's <laughs> sixty-four point victory. Uh, Milwaukee won one forty to one twenty-six. And then Giannis got into it with Tyrese Halliburton and other Pacers before he rushed from the court towards the visitors' locker room, and apparently he was trying to get that game ball. Do you know what the etiquette is on something like this? Usually, the home team, which was Milwaukee, is in control of the ball. The officials hand it to the scorers' table or whoever of the home team, and so I don't know how the ball got in possession of Indiana. You know, now if this was Indiana and they wanted to keep the ball uh, for their young rookie uh, Oscar Tshiebwe, uh-huh. okay, I get it. But this was in Milwaukee, and so I, I'm not—I'm still confused exactly what happened. And I don't know if you've seen the video. There's two videos going out around uh, social media. One shows the Milwaukee Bucks staffer with the ball right after the game. Another shows the Pacers guy holding the ball after the game, and so. I'm not sure what happened, but I think etiquette-wise, the home arena decides. Uh-huh. All right. So we had, yeah, and you mentioned uh, uh, Shibwe, and he made a yeah. free throw. So the Pacers are like, hey, it's his first points in the NBA, so we wanted to give him the ball. Um, and Giannis, of course, wanted the ball because he scored 64. Although Giannis also said, did you hear that he said he wanted it for Dame? No, he said that too? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I understand why they wanted, you know, first point in the NBA, why you want that. But at the end of the day, you're talking about the guy that just 
uh, skipped Kyle Korver in the all-time list. In my opinion, we should all stop what we're doing and appreciate greatness. So it's like he said, oh, I wanted it for Dame. But then later, Giannis said he's not sure which ball he ended up with because Rick Carlisle said there's two game balls. We're good. But Giannis said, I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. I don't really know which ball I have. But he said he was going <laughs> to give the ball to his, uh, I think he said his mother. Yeah, his mother. Well, yeah. if if you wanted the ball for Dame Lillard, why are you giving it to your mother? I I, I don't know. It, it's confusing. <laughs> you know, I I, I want to take Giannis' side because 64, yeah. that's something. You know what? I understand wanting the game ball. But the whole Dame situation, and, and, and to the Pacers' side, too, I've never heard of them, of somebody wanting the game ball for a rookie's first point. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it just doesn't – I mean, are we going to do that for every rookie in the league? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I'm confused. <laughs> if I was Judge Judy right now and I was adjudicating it, I'd say, Giannis, you keep the ball. It's your ball. All right. Judge Draper has spoken. Judge Draper would say yeah. that, yes. Giannis says, the ball that I have, which I'll take and I'll give it to my mom – for sure, uh, but I don't know if it's actually I don't know if it's actually uh, the game ball. I'm just a little surprised. Maybe I shouldn't be that Giannis was that animated. And I would think that on the court you could say, "Hey, you know, we want that ball. You can can you can somebody make sure we get that ball instead of him like sprinting right. why, back why, there? Why, like, why did it I want the ball. Give me yeah. my ball. Yeah. Why Why did he have to take <laughs> off like that? He He was already on one, and you see him and Tyrese Halliburton get into yeah. it also. Like, I don't know what it is between those two franchises right now, but they were going <laughs> at each other, and I, I need to look and see when they play again. But Giannis deserves the ball. Judge Draper has spoken. Giannis deserves the ball. More than they can, than Shibway? Yeah, finally just, okay. yeah. Dude, you, you get your – if it was at home, okay, you get the side. You, you get the ball. But this is in Milwaukee. I just dropped 64 on you. That's Giannis's ball. Uh, for Giannis, it was the most points – with fewer than 30 field goal attempts in a game, first player in NBA history to make at least 20 field goals and 20 free throws in a game while shooting at least 70% on each. So maybe his Did you mom see his, uh, how many free throws he took, too? What was it? What was it? He took like 32. 32 free throws. 24 of 32 from the foul line. That's like I just, Will I Chamberlain. Have it right yeah. That's like yeah. unheard of. Yeah, yeah. You're right. In his 100-point game, Chamberlain, I think, 32, terrible, right? Terrible like foul shooter. He's 28 of 32. Yeah. And he was a terrible foul yeah, shooter. Exactly. Made everything yeah. that night. Speaking of Halliburton, what can you tell us about this video going around of Andre Iguodala talking about Halliburton and the Kings? Yeah. Oh, did the Kings blow it by trading Halliburton? Yeah, there's this uh, video going around. Uh, Evan Turner had Andre Iguodala on his podcast. And they were talking about Tyrese Halliburton and how great Tyrese is and all that. Which is true. Which Fair is enough. True. Great yeah. player. Yeah, he's playing great. And uh, Iguodala says, you know, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Sacramento traded him. And didn't I just hear De'Aaron Fox mm-hmm. turn down uh, his two-year extension it was that Chris Haynes reported? And, and so they started laughing about that and – like what? Fifty-four million ain't enough for you, or fifty-two million a year ain't enough for you? And, and it was insinuating that you know, Gear mm-hmm. Fox may not want to be here. And so I, I just think there's so many people with podcasts, so much content out there that guys are saying things without actually thinking. And and we all know why De'Aaron Fox turned that down. Not once has De'Aaron Fox ever said he didn't want to be in Sacramento. 
he turned that down because he's going to get a more lucrative offer maybe this offseason. Right. So He uh, could get a much more much lucrative bigger. offer this offseason. Exactly. And so uh, for Andre Iguodala to say that, that's disingenuous. He knows the deal. And this is the guy who's uh, head of the Players Association, too, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, that, that's that's what's going on around. around yeah. Around. So if you hear anything about that, nothing to worry about Nothing there. to worry about. Yeah. Basically. Well, you know, there's a lot of fans that saw the reporting that uh, Fox turns down extension. Like, what? Right. What? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you know. Calm down. Yeah. Calm down. The King's like, hey, do us a favor and sign this. And he's like, yeah, you know, we'll sign somebody. I ain't signing that. Yeah. I ain't signing that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm not worried about that. Are you worried about tonight's game? Um, yeah. You've asked everybody. You've asked me, man. <laughs> you've asked me. I want to know, what's your level of concern about tonight? Uh, yes, I am concerned, but I I just have a feeling it's going to be one of those nights when the Kings show up. So I feel if I had to place a wager, which, you know, who would do that? But if I had to make a prediction, I like the Kings tonight. I just think back home, and, I, you know, based on what we saw last time they played, um, we know that the Thunder, fine team, having a fine yeah. year. But I think there's a lot for the Kings to like about this matchup, especially, as you said, Holmgren and Sabonis. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, what we've seen from Domas is he excels against thinner bigs. Yeah. Like, if you're a meaty, girthy big, it's kind of tough for him. But he can push around Chet Holmgren yeah. and have his way, I think. And as G-Man pointed out, and as you know, uh, and as Kings fans know, last time the Kings beat them, De'Aaron Fox didn't even play. Didn't even play. Yeah. It, and, I'm and, not worried at all. <laughs> and I think Sabonis <laughs> has a chip on his shoulder against these guys, right? Yeah. You know, they traded him away for Paul George, and usually he has big games against them. Uh-huh. So. We'll see tonight. Yeah. Well, make sure you check out Kyle Draper. He's got the call tonight on NBC Sports California. Uh, you can uh, also, of course, hear the G-Man here on Sackdown Sports. And stick around because we've got game night yeah. with Scott Marsh and the high flyer Henry Turner coming your way next on Sackdown Sports.